0: Season 1, Episode 80, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Acts Chapter 5, verses 1 through 42. And to look at Schofield's outline quickly uh, of what we are going to study here in Chapter 5 of Acts, the sin and death of Ananias and Sapphira for keeping back part of the, the money they sold their land for. We'll talk about that. The power of the Holy Church, uh, the power of the, I would say, to me, I would say the power of the disciples or the apostles overshadowed, and I choose that word carefully, the power of Christ because uh, the believers were added more, uh, believers were, were the more added, To the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they, in Jerusalem, brought out, brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least, the shadow of Peter, passing, might overshadow them. And there came also a multitude out of the cities, around Jerusalem, uh, around about unto Jerusalem bringing sick folk to them, and them which were vexed of unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. That's the power of the apostles. And I don't think we have that power today, but God was starting something new. Um, It cost Ananias and Sapphira their life to to kind of uh, not go along with the teaching. I think they went straight to heaven, as we'll talk about when I read it. But... um, The second persecution, they were taken in, um, uh, released by the angel of the Lord, and uh, brought before uh, the council who uh, wanted to uh, stone them. But Gamaliel answers, uh, or the answers of the apostles, And and at at that, the the high priest wanted to kill them. And in verse 34, the warning of Gamaliel saying, Hey, look, we had a couple guys do this before. One, when there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, the whole world should be taxed. Uh, A man named Judas and another one. Uh, And nothing happened. If these guys are just nothing, nothing will come of it. If they are of God, you're going to be fighting God. The apostles beaten at the end of chapter 5 when they decide to go along with uh, Gamaliel's recommendation of don't do anything. They beat them and the apostles departed from the presence of the council, the Sanhedrin, the the high priest and his family basically, uh, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. I, 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 there was some shame involved in this beating, to say, that, you know, I, public uh, discipline. But look what they did. They were commanded not to speak in, in the name of Jesus and let them go. And daily, verse 42, the last verse of chapter 5, and daily in the temple. This is where the high priest lives. Daily in the in the temple and in every house. They cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. That's what I'm hoping I'm doing here is teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. But I don't think I would be doing it if I was beaten and thrown in jail and, and saved by Gamaliel at the last minute from being stoned. Uh, I don't think I have that courage. I don't think we'll see this courage again. And I won't see it because I I will leave it the rapture. But the 144,000 Jewish evangelists of the tribulation and I'm not setting a date I believe in imminence, just like these people did they believed it could happen at any time that John would live long enough to see it and for 2,000 years we've looked forward to it and I'm not saying it's today I'm not saying it's 100 years from now I don't know when it is but when it does come the 144,000 we sealed in a forehead with the seal of God and they will be slaughtered by the Antichrist who's going to duplicate that seal with the mark of the beast and uh, some, the church is going to take care of them, you did it on the least of these my brethren, they're naked, you know, starving, they can't buy any food, they are killed, everyone, and there's a group of, of people that don't, that want to turn them in and that kind of thing. Those are the goats. I'm sorry. The, it's, a, it's a description of believers and unbelievers. It's not a formula on how to become a believer. So it, to me it's the most misunderstood parable. Uh, the sheep and the goat, but it—it's it, a—it's ju- a coming judgment. One of the five judgments. Uh, the five judgments are the tribulation. No, I'm sorry. The judgment of Christ on the cross two thousand years ago. Then we have three during the seven years of the tribulation. I'll—I'll I'll say the first one is the judgment seat of Christ. The marriage feast of the Lamb in heaven. The award ceremony for the church since Pentecost, which we're studying right now, and. Uh, then we have, um, then the Jews are judged during the tribulation, while we're being rewarded in heaven and sitting there and watching others rewarded. I don't. I like to go to reward banquets. I always have. Good ones are great to hear the stories, and to see the love of the of the coach for the players or the Lord for the the ones that really were the most valuable or whatever awards there were. But I think it takes the whole seven years of the tribulation. And the church, the Jews are going to be uh, tested during the tribulation, and they are going to pass with flying colors and be rewarded eternally for their conduct during that seven-year tribulation. And they're not going to look back on it with with tears or anything like that because they they passed the test. They do very very well. And then at the end of that tribulation, you have the judgment of the nations, which is um, the third judgment of the tribulation and the fourth judgment overall. And That will be the sheep and the goats. The the sheep live on into the millennium to populate the earth for the next thousand years, and kind of like Noah's ark a little bit. But I think there's more than eight people, and uh, there's uh, and then the uh, the goats are cast in the lake of fire with Satan, and he's bound in the lake for a thousand years. And then I guess uh, the great white throne is at the end of the millennium, the fifth judgment, eternal judgment, and they will be judged. Uh, for sin and it may hopefully you know I, I don't know I don't want to tell God how to do things but hopefully the the worst you know I think the judgment of Christians the ones that do the most get the most and I think the ones that do the most sin at the great white throne will get the most judgment so but anyway you can avoid the whole thing by by yielding to the Holy Spirit who came into the world to convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment of sin because they believe not on me If you will believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your only hope of heaven, repent of your very best works and trust Christ, like I did 48 years ago, you will have eternal life. And I think I would call that um, uh, to teach and preach Jesus Christ. That's what I would call the gospel of the grace of God. All right, so we're going to take a look at Acts chapter 5, and I don't know if reading that outline helps at all, but anyway, that's they, you know, I've heard it said, tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them and then tell them what you told them. But I might, uh, I'll make that quick at the end if I do that. All right. So let me get this thing going here. Um, Okay. Acts chapter five. Um, We start off with the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, Acts chapter five, verse one, but a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife sold a possession. This is right after Barnabas sold land I guess in Cyprus where he's from the island of Cyprus I don't know waterfront property I don't know gave the money to the church I don't know exactly know how he did that but um anyway they kind of want to follow along they saw maybe they saw all the praise that Barnabas got but they you know basically where I live uh I would say my parents and grandparents and and uh, they left an inheritance for their children's children and, and they basically cashed in you know they lived uh, within their means and left something for their kids and it's usually in a in the form of a house or property my mother-in-law did that um you know when the, when the husband dies before the wife or the wife di- dies before the husband at least where we live they 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 become custodian of the of the family's property and then when they die they leave it for the the next generation. Anyway, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Anyway, there's nothing, you know, I, I was telling you this, This now's the time to sell for Ananias and Sapphira. Barnabas did not miss that land. He was busy uh, going with his nephew John. He, first he started with Paul and then they had the problem with uh, John Mark and and Barnabas went with his nephew and Paul went with Silas and, and God got two missionary uh, missionary teams out of the deal. But, Again, I don't think this is the formula for the church. It's not it's not spoken of by Paul. Paul says to the Thessalonians, if you don't work, you don't eat. We're not we're not running a charity here. And and really rebukes people that come in and say, "Whoa, you know, I'm a I'm a to to, to the Thessalonians, I'm a teacher of God, you should support me." So, if I pause it's cuz I'm taking a drink cuz Uh, my throat, I'm just fighting this constant cough, but I'm noting what I'm eating, and what I'm doing, and it, it, I think it's getting a little better, but it is, uh, it might be related to post-nasal drip, because it hits me just like, boom, like an explosion, I don't, I don't feel it coming, but it's been doing that for about 15 years, so, anyway, um, probably too much information, but I just listened to the tape, 78, the coughs were just, they hurt my ears because I guess I listened to it too loud, but uh, anyway, I listened to it on an app in my TV on my TV so I can, when I'm getting ready for bed or I just sit there and I take my iPad and I, I see my mistakes and if they're really, really gr- grievous and I don't correct them just in, in a normal teaching, then I'll go back and, and deal with them, but, but anyway. Um, that's what I did in, in school because I would teach a class and I would teach it four times and, and then I would go back to the first class and say, I was wrong about this. And uh, anyway, okay, uh, let's start again. Acts chapter 5 verse 1, but a, uh, but a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira his wife sold a possession of land and kept back part of the price, his wife being privy or knowledge, you know, knowing what had transpired, privy to it brought a certain part of the money and laid it at the apostles feet you know this took ceremonially that you know we're not we're supposed to you know not know what let our right hand know what our left hand is doing this is not a model for the church it really isn't and you know it's a model for jerusalem because the christians are going to get run out and then 40 years from now all the jews are going to get run out and the temple destroyed and um, in my just a few years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I, it was put on TV. More people, more Jewish people live in Jerusalem than in the United States because a lot of them came here after the war. I guess whatever. But um, at any rate, they're they're welcome, and you know they're going to do a great job. Uh, unfortunately, so, some of them are going to be left after the rapture, and but they're going to come to Christ in great numbers. Uh, is God going to make them do that? God just knows that's going to happen. So it is what it is. I think it's up to you. God, it please God to save them that believe. Okay, get, okay, verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, the question is, is Ananias and Sapphira saved? Well, they just sold property and gave enough of it to you know, think that people would say, wow, whoa, man, I mean, that's, that's the biggest payday that I would ever see is if I sold my house, but, but, um, you know, hopefully I'll leave it for my kids, but I have no idea what, anyway, uh, but if, you know, Lord, you know, if, if they said, Hey, look, you know, there's bad times coming, whatever, sell, 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 smart people sell and, and, um, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And, um, you know, investing in things of the Lord, it's like buying an apple at, you know, a dollar a share or whatever. It's going to pay off in the end for, for eternity. So, at any rate. Uh, Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Uh, Satan can, you know, he's right there. Uh, this is where it's happening. I'm sure Satan is 100% focused on the apostles and what they're doing. He, he's not omnipresent, so but he's, he's present here. And I think the Holy Spirit revealed this to Peter, that, they, that Ananias and his wife had lied about how much they gave. And this is Peter what Peter says to Ananias. Ananias, why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? and to keep back part of the price of the land while it remained was it not thine own after you sold it couldn't you have done and and after that and after and after it was sold was it not in thy own power why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart thou hast not lied unto men but unto god to me this is a, a very you know, I think I've been guilty of worse things than this personally myself. But I wasn't at a transition period with the church age starting and God had very little tolerance. Some some people mock Israel Moses because the guy picked up sticks on the Sunday and he and he was stoned because he broke the commandment honor the Sabbath, which is like to me, like the you know, commandment number four is like, Come on, you know I don't you know Sometimes I mow my grass on Saturday. Where I live, people would think I was breaking the Sabbaths if I mowed it on Sunday. I, I try to avoid that. But just because I don't want to be evil spoken, not because I think one day is better than another. But anyway, um, this was a transition period. And I think these people, I would fully expect to see Ananias in heaven, just like the guy that was ornery and wanted to pick up sticks on the Sabbath uh, so he could cook his... Uh, manna or whatever they were doing and he was just ticked off and I think he went to heaven I think Ananias and Sapphira went to heaven Um, that's my personal take, you know I could be wrong I'm not questioning the deity of Christ or anything here I'm just saying that to me it's Christianity 101 that the worst thing that God can do to a believer is take him home early take him out of the game you know put him on the bench bench him in heaven to me that's the worst thing, you know, we're praying for opportunities and boldness to share Christ, and and these guys are, they they want acclaim, they want, uh, you know, to be looked up to, but it, at any rate, you can take this any way you want, but and Ananias, verse 5, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all them that heard these things. So, the church has grown by eight thousand in the last couple of days, and there's just a lot of people, and I think they got to feed a lot of people, and that's what they're doing. And and the Lord knows that the the Jews, the the believers, are going to be persecuted by Caesars like Nero and and fed the lions and all this stuff, and uh, the Jews are going to persecute them as much as they can until they they stone st- Stephen to death in chapter seven of Acts, the first martyr. And hard times are coming. And so selling and moving is not a good idea. And Barnabas lives in Antioch. And, and uh, again, uh, investing in eternal things is a really good investment. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind how much you, know, you want to give. So that's your business. All right. But Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and fear came upon all them that heard these things. I looked up the word fear, and it it, it has the meaning of reverence also. It can be just, you know, white-knuckle fear, but it could be reverence. And I would say that I love electricity, and I've said this many times. I have air conditioning going on right now, and I, I love electricity. But at the same time, when I'm working on it, especially 220, I've had one ten, I don't wanna try two twenty. But I'm very uh reverential around it. I'm very, you know, in awe of it. I don't wanna I don't wanna ground it. I don't want it to pass through my body and go to the ground, which it really, really wants to do. And if you get a if you give it a, a nice conducting path to the ground, it is going. So you use insulated tools, you wear rubber boots, whatever the case may be. Uh Uh, And you stay away from really super high-powered lines. Those ones that run down the road, they're they're a lot more than 440. So it takes transformers just to drop them down to 440 or 220 or or 110. Anyway, uh, reverenced, uh, in awe of the disciples, which I think is what God wanted to do. And... um, Holy Ghost, great fear came upon all them that heard these things. And the young men of the group rose and wound him up, kind of in grave clothes, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours when his wife, I guess, been on a shopping trip, I don't know, just not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered and said unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for that much. That's how much we sold it for. And Peter said unto Sapphira, Ananias' wife, How is it that you have agreed together with your husband to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them that have buried your husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. So it sounds like it took about three hours to bury Ananias done nicely or whatever. Um, I I believe he was absent of body and present with the Lord, you know, but he made a mistake. And if you don't think you're going to make a mistake, what does 1 John say? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So I I think God was just making a point here, like he did with the guy that picked up sticks on the Sabbath. And if you want to hate God for, for this, that's your business. But it was a transition time. Christ is gone. The apostles need to get to work. And the church needs to get to work. And we're playing not for life and death, but for eternal life and eternal death. Life and death are nothing. Being absent or present with the, from the body is the first death, and it's, it really doesn't mean much. But eternal separation from God, the second death, or, or having eternal life. And, and I like the saying, born once die twice if you're only born physic of the flesh you will die physically and you will die spiritually you'll be separated from your body and you will be separated from god the second death if you're born again if you're twice you're born by your flesh and then born again at some point like i was when i was 18 48 years ago i um I, i had eternal life at that moment of my second birth I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Uh, I'm not going to be separated from the Lord. I have eternal life. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. I cannot be separated. Like it was impossible for Jesus to 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 remain in hell. It's impossible for me to go to hell. Because I have eternal life. Because I have the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of my salvation. And we're sealed forever with the Holy If I went to hell, I'd take the Holy Spirit with me. If Ananias went to... You know, he lied to the Holy Spirit, but, you know, I'm sorry, but I... Have not always walked as I should in the last 48 years. I got away from the Lord uh, at the age of 25. Almost died of malaria, uh, and um, you know, made made a bunch of promises to God. Came back to Fort Campbell, found a church, started working on getting out, uh, not going overseas, but staying in the in, in the United States, which is hard to do to get to. CONUS Assignments, Continental United States Assignments is hard to do, but I I got them. Um, Fort Campbell, I went to Fort Riley, and then from Fort Riley I left and went to Bible College. I I don't think I was at Fort Riley for six, I was there about six months and I left. But anyway, uh, I went to Bible College and no regrets, very happy with that choice. All right, going to talk to my Army buddies tomorrow on a Zoom class from Company H1, Uh, but anyway... Um All right. So, uh, okay. Peter said unto Sapphira, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, at Peter's feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. Another three-hour, you know, taking care of all the spices and all the stuff they got to do. And great fear came upon all the church, all the new believers, and came upon as many as heard these sayings. So I would say that's great reverence. Which we should have for, I don't know, maybe parents and, I don't know, leaders. Anyway, um, definitely for the Lord. And it's not cowering, you know, oh my gosh, the Lord's going to, you know. Maybe there could be an aspect of that, you know, if you're not doing what's right. But, anyway, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All right, verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all of one accord in Solomon's porch. So they go to a portion of the, I think it's the eastern side of of, uh, the temple called Solomon's porch, and they go there to uh, worship the Lord. And the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. The apostles, they didn't uh, just kind of quit people uh, joining uh, the merry band of of the apostles and their followers. It doesn't mean they didn't trust Christ, but they magnified them. But they uh, said, I think we're going to keep a little bit of distance here since two people dropped dead when Peter talked to them. Whatever. That's my take. I could be wrong. If I taught it four times in a row, maybe I would have a different one view of it. But anyway, verse 14, the believers were more added to the Lord. So they added to the Lord, but they didn't really, I guess, come and say, hey, what are we having for dinner? Uh, The multitude both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. If you had somebody that was very, very sick in your life, uh, my wife was very, very sick before she died, and in a lot of pain. And trust me, I would have flown around the world. I would have gone anywhere where I thought someone could help her. But uh, she's she's very healthy right now. She's absent body, present with the Lord, and I will see her again. Uh, there, we won't be married, sorry, if you don't know that, but... You are not knowing the scriptures, but you're like the Sadducees that don't believe in the resurrection. But anyway, there, verse 16. There came also a multitude of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk unto the apostles, which were vexed with unclean spirits. And I'm, I'm not sure that a believer can be vexed with an unclean spirit. Um, now Saul was, but but outwardly not not. Uh, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And it sounds like these people are getting the Holy Spirit and there's not room for an unclean spirit and the Holy Spirit of God inside of a, a person. So I'm not exactly, do it, do it definitely for unbelievers and you know people that are cleaned of unclean spirits like the, the maniac of Gardena, uh, he got, you know, he followed the Lord and wanted to follow the Lord and the Lord said, no, you just stay in these 10 cities, Deca city, whatever, 10 cities, and you tell them what happened because you're a very famous guy here and uh, that worked out good for the gospel ministry. And they were se- and they were healed every one. So, uh, this is not making the high priest happy. Verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees. Okay, you've got the Pharisees and you've got the Sadducees. The Pharisees are fair, you see. They think they're good enough to to merit God's, I don't know, praise and, and entrance into heaven. You know, we're really good people. We're fair, you see. Uh, that's the way you remember it. Sadducees don't believe in a resurrection. And they they haunted Christ. Now they're after the uh, the apostles. Uh, the sect of Sadducees, which were filled with indignation. So they, you know, they think that when you're dead, you're dead. And, you know, uh, they don't have time for these people that are, Cutting into the to the allegiance of their followers are becoming followers of the apostles, and I, they don't want to see that happen. And laid their hands on the apostles. Now they have this uh, captain of the guard, the t- captain of the temple, and he's got a bunch of soldiers. Uh, they're getting more and more bold. Remember, they said they couldn't, you know, just. A couple of months ago they said we can't they said to Pilate, We can't kill, we can't kill anybody. But they do kill Stephen pretty soon. They wanted to stone um the apostles right then. So they're getting more and more bold and Rome is looking weaker and weaker, I guess, because uh they couldn't kill Christ. They, the Romans had to do that. But anyway, um so um so the high priest rose up, verse 17, and all that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them into the common prison. I think this is a little bigger than the holding cell near the temple. This is a, a, a bigger deal. Um, more secure, I would say, um, having many doors. Uh, but the angel of the Lord, and that phrase right there can be a. a a Theophanes or Christophanes can actually be the Lord, the Angel of the Lord. Um, it would not be Michael or or Gabriel. Uh, it could be actually, like I said, a, a, a Theophanes, an appearance of Christ and uh, an appearance of God is called a Theophanes, An appearance of God of Christ is called a Christophanes. So uh, when he appeared to uh, Joshua at the base of the wall of Jericho and he identified himself as the captain of the host and he said take off your shoes you stand on holy ground angels don't ask people to take off their shoes but um well anyway the angel of the lord could be just a regular angel could be uh, Christ himself by night opened the prison doors so i don't think they even spent a day in the prison or a night in the prison and brought the apostles forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. I think this, the life he's, they're talking about is eternal life. Faith in Jesus Christ. A, a life lived in fellowship with the Lord. But not to be saved, but because we are. Alright, uh, verse 21. And when the apostles heard that, from the angel of the Lord they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught they went right back to where they were uh, not welcomed but the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison for the apostles to be brought so I just God's got a sense of humor so the, apost- the, the the high priest and his family and the council and the Sanhedrin and all the leaders of, of Israel come together. The Senate of the children of Israel come together and they're in their meeting hall and the high priest says, okay, captain of the guard, go get the prisoners. And when the officers came and found the apostles not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, the prison truly... The prison truly found we shut up with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we opened the doors, we found no man within. I, I had a jail ministry for a while, for about three years, when I first came to Miami back in, in 85, 86. When I started teaching, I, I kind of gave that up. But for about three years, I was a regular at the Miami Stockade just north of the airport. And um, what what struck me... Uh, in visiting any place of confinement like that, uh, I was at the stockade, so it was a lesser, to a lesser degree, but it was more uh, uh, chain link fence. But when you go into a prison, you go through a door. Well, first you meet a guard, you go through a door. And then the doors open for you, and then that door closes. You're between two locked doors. And then someone opens the next door and you go in that door and you're, you're again between two locked doors and if you go to the downtown jail this happens a lot before you get to the you know you go to a through another door and there's an elevator and then you can take that elevator to a floor and then you go you get out of the elevator and there's another you're in another area, room that has a locked door it's just one locked door so uh when the when the 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 officers of the temple, and this could be the temple jail, but it's a common prison where they, I guess they'd put anybody. Um, the, the prison, verse 23, The prison truly we found shut with all safety, and the keeper standing without before the doors. We went there. It looked just like every other day we've ever gone there to pick up prisoners. But when we opened it, we found no man within. They weren't there. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them, whereunto this would grow. This, what you're telling us is not possible. We know how secure the prison is, and you find everything just right except one thing's missing: the prisoners. Well, again, you, you, you couldn't make a story this good. Verse 25. Then came someone and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Exactly what you told them not to do. They're out there teaching their heads off. Then went the captain with the officers, so the the high priests are not going to visit them this time. They already did that yesterday. But now they're they don't want to be with the people and the the apostles. But they sent the the captain and his guard and brought the apostles without violence for they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. So things are changing very quickly since Christ died. And when they had brought the apostles they set the apostles before the council and the high priest asked the apostles saying... Did we, did not we, straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, "I have a little difficulty picturing that because it sounds like they're all talking at once. But, but anyway, uh, I guess more than one spoke, but and said." We ought to obey God rather than men. They'd said that the day before. When they said, don't talk in this man's name anymore, they said, should we obey you or God? You tell us. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. That's Hebrew for crucified. Well, it's it's Greek for Roman. It's whatever. It's prophecy that he would be crucified which was unusual because uh, the Jews didn't do that. Really, it's kind of a, <coughs> a neat um, prophecy. Let me take a sip. It's better than hacking. Sorry. So, um, so let me read. Uh, I'll read straight through Peter's little speech here. We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. Both, anyway, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And again, repentance is to reconsider. And they have to do a big 180 because they hate Jesus and they got to see that Jesus loves them. And I think the correct response would be to love him back, but at least believe in him, which is what I did. But I I love the God that sent him. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, he had me at whosoever. Forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, the crucifixion and the resurrection, and so also of the Holy Ghost, spoken in tongues you know, filled with the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. Now some lost person will say, oh, well, there you go, you've got to obey Him. They said, they asked Jesus in John 6, 28 and 29, what shall we do? There's a bunch of unbelievers that were trying to get fed again. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe on Him who He hath sent. Believe on the God that sent Jesus. Well, sent me because Jesus is doing the talking, which they didn't. But <laughs> sorry. Um, all right. So, um, so to obey the Lord, to obey the Holy Ghost. And when He has come, He shall convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment of sin because they believe not on me. Of judgment because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. No, that's of sin, righteousness. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. But the Holy Spirit has come to, uh, that we might believe. The Holy Spirit is all about trying to get people to believe. And blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not trusting Christ. It is not obeying the Holy Spirit. It is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, wants you to believe. To reconsider who Jesus is and what He's done for you, and who God is. And I did that 48 years ago with Ephesians 2.8.9, For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, now we have Gamaliel's speech. And I need to finish, uh, because I don't want to have to do this all over again, which I will gladly do, but I would like not to do that. (coughs) If I go longer than an hour, then I have to do that. And I I lose track of time. Okay, verse 33. When they heard that, when the high priest and his family and all his followers and the Sadducees believed that in the Senate of Israel, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay the apostles. Talk about boldness. I mean, I'm talking about the Apostle's boldness. I think you can tell when somebody wants to kill you. Then stood up one in the council. This is one of them. A Pharisee, not a Sadducee. He, he believes in the resurrection. Named Gamaliel. Gamaliel was the teacher of Paul. When, Pete, when Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I would, I would love to meet Gamaliel in heaven. A doctor of the law had a reputation among all the people and command and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space they really like to talk not in front of the apostles so they did that yesterday they're doing this again today let's send them out in the hallway well let's talk got to take a sip for ye men of israel take heed to yourselves what you intend to do as touching these men? For before these days rode, rose up Thudius. I'll let you look it up in Acts chapter thirty-six. Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about four hundred, joined themselves. Who was slain? Thudius was slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught, or to nothing. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee. Where Judas came from? In the days of the taxing, I think when Jesus was born, so this guy is like, this was a while ago when Caesar Augustus had all the world taxed. But Gamaliel is old enough to remember Judas who, of Galilee. In the days of the taxing, and drew away much people after him, He also perished and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. So obeyed and believed are kind of synonymous here. If you obey Christ, you believe Christ, according to uh, Gamaliel's use of the word. Uh, Verse 38, And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, Don't don't kill them, and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught, to nothing. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you haply, be found even fighting against God. And to him they agreed, the high priest and all of his buddies, in the council and the senate of Israel. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So think about this the next time you, you, you want to talk about what a coward Peter was after he'd cut the servant's ear off in the garden. Verse, uh, Chapter 5, verse 41. And the apostles departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing and counting... Worthy, count, they, let me try that again, and they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name and daily in the temple and in every house in Jerusalem and around Jerusalem they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. I, I hope I am accused of that, but probably whatever I don't know. Anyway, I've got to do my engineering duties here, and uh, I'm going to say adios to God. Looks like this took 45 minutes and three seconds and four seconds, and via condios, go with God.